0: I totally relate to the whole body dysmorphia thing. And yeah, it's hard when you spend so many years being a certain size and being identified as looking a certain way. And then, uh, you know, say you're not eat, living off of asparagus and tofu six meals a day. And you decide to include a little bit of cereal in the mix and, and some peanut butter and and look like a normal still healthy, fit person, Um, and then you always compare yourself to how you looked on stage or for that photo shoot, and I think we're never good enough, you know, it's always striving to be better, and and that's good in, in some ways, but it can be really detrimental to your body image in a lot of ways.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Sam. It's really, really, really good to have you on. And I was actually just scrolling through um, Facebook Messenger, I was showing the Emily. And our very, very first conversation was third of February in two thousand
2: and thirteen. Yes. Oh and wow. So yeah, I remember. We go
1: way back. Yeah. Way way <laughs> back, I remember I, I sent you. Um, a message on Messenger say, "Hey, I've got this new p- website that I'm starting, and I really love to feature you. Maybe you, you, maybe you, you would come on." And you wrote back. I was like, "Oh my god, you wrote back!" <laughs> and you, I think, Brayden was Brayden was the one that kind of uh, shared who you were, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, Sam Shoki. she's awesome." So, mm. 2013. Fast forward to 2019.
0: 2019.
1: <laughs> my goodness, where has time gone, Sam?
0: Yes. I know, but look at us both killing it in the vegan space. Still I know,
1: thriving. I know. The veteran, you're the veteran. We're the veterans. And
0: multiplying.
1: <laughs> multiplying exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. How it should be, right? Yes.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. So as I shared, you know, we were just before that in terms of multiplying. Sienna was just getting her last little little feed, and and that's why we were we were almost late. So and and you're you're really really soon, aren't you? Like you said, t- Tuesday.
0: Yep, and I was having a last-minute little feed, too. I was also <laughs> slamming back a smoothie, yeah. <laughs> hence why I was late getting on our call. But yes, I am having my first baby on Tuesday by C-section because, go figure, apparently my abs are too tight. Wow. Yes, my tight core has screwed me in life oh, wow. at one point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the baby is stuck in my oh, rib no. and no matter what he's not moving oh. head down so, so he's, <laughs> he's just... suffering already so he's so he's uh he's break yeah but more like sideways yeah but it, i mean it's kind of good i guess in the sense that i didn't want to have a, a c-section delivery but being the regimented vegan bodybuilder ocd nerd that I am, I guess it's kind of nice to know the exact moment that you become a mother, so. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I mean, it's good that, like, you know, like, I, like, we gotta praise modern medicine on that one, to know that you, you know exactly the position of the baby, and instead mm-hmm. of going through labor, and, and it's not progressing, and you, are and, you know now you know you have a planned c-section you know it's you're going to have time to prepare for the surgery it's going to be much more zen than you know like emergency c-section and all and all that that so yeah so for that i'm very grateful for for modern medicine
0: yeah very true although i'm sure that monday night i will be lying in bed uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) biting my nails like yeah i would be oh no yeah all all the pain that you would be in but a person like you is going to bounce back, no doubt, yeah. in, in, in no time.
0: I hope so. And I do plan to do a whole YouTube series on how I bounce back from a mm. C-section and being pregnant. Uh and so hopefully that'll be a successful series with lots of good, helpful info for people.
1: Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I saw your last IG video. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious with the, um, with the um, wet floor little placard that they put out. Um, it's, just, it's just so awesome that you're just so brutally honest um, with everything. And so your, your YouTube channel still going on?
0: Uh, Yeah, definitely not as active as I would like it to be. Uh, my podcast is definitely my side project that has taken up most of my free time outside of coaching and the blog, but I am trying to get more active on YouTube for sure. But yeah, that the one you're mentioning is I was showing everybody that at 38 weeks pregnant, I'm still lifting like a beast and uh, feeling
2: great. So I'm uh, very jealous whenever I, saw, I have envy like uh, when I see um, uh, pregnant mothers, like exercising, I, for me, I had to stop at 20 weeks, around 20 oh. something weeks. Yeah. Because um, I had a lot of practice contractions, you know, like the, the the Braxton Hicks. Oh, really? Okay. And mine were really regular. And it was like, even at, even at 22, 23 weeks, I was having like, sometimes like six, 10 an hour. Um, So my doctor was like, yeah, like she was like, it, seems like it's fine it seems like it's not doing anything on my cervix like it was not I was not in in any kind of labor but she was like to not take any chance you need to keep uh exercise to a minimum meaning like just like regular it be, and because I don't have such a physical job she didn't give me um she didn't tell me to stop work but if I had a physical job she would have put me on on not bed rest but rest at right. home and and I had to take some like, and I'm a person who doesn't even like to take Panadols for, for headaches. Mm-hmm. So I had to take something like for um, to relax my muscle, my, my uterus and all that kind of stuff. So I even though I had like a, the, the, the birth I wanted and everything, the second part of my uh, of my uh, pregnancy was very tough mentally because I was always worried and I could not exercise and yeah like so that's why I I when I see people like you able to to exercise all throughout, I'm very uh, I'm very envious I I it must be helping tremendously with all the the little you know like the the the, the hormone roller coaster and all <laughs> well
0: all yes that. but yes. it's funny because every woman's experience is so different right because I have an uh, here I'm delivering in a couple of days and i haven't had any braxton hicks at all and i'm yeah and i'm thinking am i normal and you hear about you know women their their breasts start to produce milk weeks or months in advance and i haven't had anything like that so i keep thinking like am i sure that this baby's ready to come out like i still feel like i should be more miserable and more immobile and (laughs) you know all these other symptoms but to each his own i guess right or her own yeah yeah, definitely, and it's good that we're
2: we all talk about it, and you know, like women just hear like women who are pregnant who are thinking of uh, thinking of getting pregnant and everything. Like they hear about different experiences, and they know that there's no one size fits all. And same mm-hmm. thing with different deliveries. Like you know, you have to go through a C-section. I was able to get the natural birth I wanted, but I didn't mm-hmm. get the, the fit pregnancy I was dreaming of, and you know, so so it's cool. Right. That, yeah, that's so uh, we all. We all um, are out there and just talk about it. And it's no more taboo (laughs) as it was before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I know in in saying that as well, I remember, I mean, that's the thing you said. With a C-section, you know exactly it's going to happen on Tuesday. (laughs) Like for Sienna, when she arrived, I think she was how how many weeks
2: late? I mean, late. I mean, she was, she's born at 41 week plus one day. Uh, so yeah so it was just like
1: every day every morning I woke up "Um, is it happening it was like
2: groundhog day (laughs) and my mom was there since 38 my mom arrived at 38 weeks flew from Montreal in, in Singapore and then she was waiting from 38 weeks it was to a point where we thought she might have to go back before the baby was born Wow. (laughs) So so yeah. So it was not. uh, That's the and I we had a friend. I had a friend who had a C section planned on, um, the fifteenth of March, and I was due on the twelfth. And then I saw my due date pass, and then I saw (laughs) my friend's C section pass, and then she had her baby in her arms, and I was just still waiting and waking up every morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then you have to think too. It's obviously better. That's when when she was ready to come out, right? Whereas. I mean, for sure, pluses and minuses yeah. to both. I will admit, I, I'm not one of these women that enjoy being pregnant. So yes. the fact that I get to have my baby at 39 weeks, I'm like, good. Thank God. Get it out of me. So
1: <laughs> one of the ladies in our group, Diana Nola, a friend of mine, and she was just, she loves you so much. And she found you through the last summit. And, <laughs> and through her post, obviously, I saw your, your post as well. And you were just saying that I hate.
0: Yeah. I hate, hate yeah. Yes, I love my abs. Mm. I mean, sure, the miracle of life, yada yada yada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I
1: guess, I guess, I guess the last time that we caught up was in Ottawa, Ottawa, when yes. it was minus it was 20 really degrees, cold. and we okay. went to that, what was it, vegan cafe again? So and we good. went to, uh, where
0: remember. did we eat? pure pure kitchen
1: could be pure kitchen could be
0: yeah i seemed. to if it was downtown i feel like that would be the place i'd take people to you because
1: you're wearing as you're going for a star wars convention you're wearing a star wars t-shirt so i'm not sure whether that helps (laughs) that could be any day right
0: right yeah
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i remember yeah
1: I remember when we we caught up then you were saying uh you you had this relationship going with that wrestler guy and and stuff like mm-hmm. that so I guess <laughs> that kind of went
0: Shh. Yeah, you're wa- you're wa- wanting to know how I got pregnant?
1: <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you, you said you were and an open the, book. All the
0: juicy details. Yeah,
1: no I mean it's conversation between friends. <laughs>
0: For sure. Well, I'll give you the Coles Notes version. So basically, I was dating the WWE wrestler, was madly in love with him, thought that I had met the man of my dreams. And then, uh, like anything that we put too high of expectations on, of course, we set ourselves up for disappointment because that ended up not turning out the way that I had hoped. And I was left heartbroken and confused and And so I decided to hire a therapist for the first time in my life because I kept thinking, why is it that career wise, I, you know, just slay every goal that I set out to do. But my personal life, I just, I seem to really suck at, at romantic relationships. And so she kind of encouraged me to stop dating the, what I call meatheads, although Ideally, meatless meatheads, but you know what I
1: mean? The, totally. The big
0: the gym big guys, chest,
1: big, big chest, yeah. big shoulders.
0: <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because if you line up every single boyfriend I've ever had, right. they look the same, wow. right? Wow. Um, <laughs> but. I sculpt bodies for a living, so I'm attracted to guys that, you know, put as much effort into their bodies that I do. Unfortunately, they don't always end up being the sharpest tools in the shed, uh, (laughs) but they're nice to look at. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my therapist encouraged me to date outside the gym, and I decided to open a Tinder account. This one guy had somehow convinced me to give him a chance. And he was older. Normally, I don't date older guys, Um, but I thought, okay, you know, I'll listen to my therapist. I blame Peterborough Veg Fest because (laughs) we we'd been dating for about a month, and I I made it very clear that I had just gotten out of a relationship and had my heart broken and was not looking for anything serious. And then I was speaking at Peterborough Veg Fest, and he really wanted to come with me and help set up my booth and everything. And he was just so amazing the whole weekend helping out that I decided, okay, I will have sex with you, <laughs> and that's how it all happened. Oh, so, wow!
1: Wow! Yeah. Peterborough. <laughs> Peterborough, there you yeah. go. And Peterborough Thanks, thanks a lot,
0: Peterborough veg. It's
1: never gonna be the same vegfest ever <laughs> again in your life. It's gonna be special for your, your little boy, a little girl.
0: Little
2: boy, oh, yeah. Little boy. Yes, and I, I I remember reading that you 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 were hoping for a girl.
0: Yes, yes. yeah, I'm <laughs> jealous of you guys, but I wanted a little mini me. But at least he'll think it's cool that he can hammer the weights with his mom.
2: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I tell you, maybe you don't have to be jealous or whatever because I don't have a mini me. I have a mini Luke, but <laughs> female oh, version. Really? <laughs> She she's a daddy's girl for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. The the, the is are very
1: strong. Yeah, she, she popped out with the black hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you,
1: and and the rice bowl.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Like even when you know when I was giving birth, when she was crowning, one of the first thing that our doula said was like, "Oh, she's got black
0: hair," and I was like, "Oh well, that's oh, a good, well, that's good
2: go. news to you, Luke." <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Well, but he has the dominant genes, right? Yeah. He's much darker, so that's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping with mine that, that yeah. it look it, it looks like it he, <laughs> he looks he exactly looked- like me because I'm the darker one. So, so you guys give me hope. <laughs> yes, yes, we're sending you all the hope and love.
1: So have <laughs> you did your scans and and everything and everything's all going as planned and and he's healthy
0: yep he's already seven pounds, and yeah ready, ready to come out at any moment.
1: I guess everything happens for a reason, and I think the thing the thing that comes to mind is that sometimes women who are in a similar well similar predicament, similar situations, they go out and they meet someone and something like that happens. They might be mm-hmm. faced with that dilemma to whether to go ahead with the pregnancy with a potentially a person that's not there all about it so what was going through your mind to make to really come to that decision to say you know like i'm gonna really really be there for for this little little boy and and really show it love and and bring him up in the best and most positive and enriching environment possible
0: well i think what it came down to was you know what if i always regret this decision i mean first of all i'm 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 not anti-abortion uh but I think you know there's a time and a place for that uh, of course you know women who are raped absolutely mm. there is no other option mm. in my mind than to have an abortion but you know I the way this happened I do strongly believe in you know the universe everything happens for a reason and like I said I'm 36 I you know have a, a successful coaching business it's probably an i well mine is not getting maternity leave being self-employed <laughs> but otherwise you know i'm able to work from home so i have to believe that i can do this and and i should say too the fact that with my blog i've always shared very openly about my dating experiences and my personal life and and i've developed a following because of that where they really appreciate my realness and rawness and with this particular post when I finally I took me 6 months to announce to the world that I was pregnant and I tried hiding it for a really long time because I thought I would lose clients if I was no longer this, you know, six-pack ab fitness model and I wrote this blog post just, you know, ex- expressing exactly what's going on and and uh being pregnant and the overwhelming response that has come through from other women who've been in a similar situation and just felt so connected and just any mother uh it's been really cool to see that despite, you know, living in a world full of fakeness and social media turning us all into insecure you know freaks it's it people are dying for vulnerability and through that post it's been really amazing the response of how many people have connected to me through my struggles so that has been healing in itself and kind of given me the motivation to to say no I got this mothering thing and yeah damn right I'm going to do the best job I can to make sure this little guy is loved and supported and if I need, you know, to reach out to anybody and share my struggles, I absolutely will. And I have no doubts that people will come to the rescue.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, being a, pa- a parent, like the, if you are someone, you're married, you're alone, you're, it's always hard in some ways, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, So anyone will connect to any of your experience of your struggle in any ways, like we have there's good sides bad sides there's things that come naturally for some people things that don't come naturally like for me for, um, breastfeeding comes really naturally but i'm very much worried about parenting i'm like i have the least i have the least like psychology whatever I'm like you do it no you do it like just these days we always have these conversation on like oh uh, she she's too young to understand this because I'm like no she cannot do what she yeah, wants
1: just, just <laughs> take her away <laughs> take her away from the room from the dolls
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there we go and
1: I'm the one that says coaching no we need to slowly let her find her pace and things like that so. he's always
2: traumatized because I I'm I'm very br- I'm very like a I'm a bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sometimes... Well, how I'm, old is she now? She's two. She's 26 months. But because, you know, when uh, you have a child, you start talking in months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, so much
1: so that little Sienna, when Emily was away, she was trying to breastfeed on me. And she was literally, like, doing that and just giggling and looking. And at one point, she sucked, I was like, no, that's not right. No. <laughs>
0: Aww. A fun age, That's, too. They're still so cute, but they have such their own little personality. Uh, they're at
1: cute, point. but, but the thing, I think I think is she's at the age where she under she knows the word no, but she doesn't comprehend that no means no. But she's like, right. No, I won't pick my nose. No, I won't put my feet on the table with her feet on the table. So I think I think she's at a phase where um, you know, it's she she's still Kind of, I think she has little tantrums. Oh
2: my God. Like the other night, like the the latest tantrum is she doesn't, she's got these really weird things. Like at the moment, like she doesn't like sharing her snacks with me. So we were eating these dry (laughs) cereals and she was fine up to a certain point. You know, like cats, when you, when you pet them and at a certain point, that's enough. But she's like that. So she was sharing a few snacks and then she did not want me. She was so mad. She took my hand and put it in my throat because she wanted me to get the snack that I ate from my throat <laughs> <laughs> just these like really random things or so she's scared of like, um, uh, birthday cakes. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it really doesn't right make so. any, yeah. And, and I, and I think for me, it's really hard to put myself in, in, um, in the mindset of a child so i'm just like right. doesn't make doesn't make sense you know? yeah. <laughs> so, so
1: in terms of where you are do you have um anybody kind of at the same stage as you are getting pregnant a- any support around you
0: yeah so of course uh, it, uh my sister hosts my podcast with me she is she's a mom Um, So it's great having her. And then my own mother, of course, uh, had four babies. And surprise, I thought my parents were going to be so disappointed and ashamed, even though I am 36. But they, of course, have been so incredibly supportive and are really excited to have another little grandchild. So I'm actually going to stay with them uh, after the, the baby on Tuesday, probably for about a month, just to get the extra support. And then, yeah, I definitely... Uh, Through that blog post, I've made new mom connections and new single mom connections and then uh, definitely have a couple girlfriends uh, who one just had a baby eight weeks ago and another is a couple weeks behind me. So, yeah, it's it's uh, I think it's important. I think I need to recognize that my friend circle will change quite a bit (laughs) as sad as that is. But
1: definitely. And I think I think it's the same for us as well. You know, for me. I feel like I've drifted uh, uh we've drifted well, maybe not we, but I feel I've drifted a lot of the friends that I used to hang out with, especially the ones who don't have kids. I think it's just different focuses, different phase of your life. And and I think that's just natural. And you find a new group of people, and it almost reaches a point where I feel at this point in time I don't have many friends at all because <laughs> most of the time, you know, you work full, you do you work, you do your podcast over the day, and she works full time. I work throughout the day as well. Do I work from home? And the the little time that we do have, I want to spend it with Emily and mm-hmm. Sienna and spend quality time versus going out socializing because I think your value system actually changes as well. Mm-hmm.
0: That's kind of depressing, I guess, <laughs> to
2: hear. <laughs> you know,
1: depressing. Depressing in the sense that I think mean, the thing depressing in the sense that yeah, I guess it's, it's another it's, phase of your life. It's a different phase. It's yeah.
2: a page that turns. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: what, it's just yeah. like yeah. Well,
1: a, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs>
0: I was just going to say it was funny because when I had this this wild and crazy baby shower a couple weeks ago, one of my girlfriends said, well, can I bring my four kids? And I said, well, no, it's not really a kid-appropriate thing. You know, we're beating a vagina pinata <laughs> and playing orgasm versus labor face. Oh, yes, and, that was good. And uh, <laughs> and, and so... It was funny because uh, one of my clients who has kids said to me as I was telling him this story, you do realize that soon you're going to be the person saying, can I bring my son to this? And you have to fully expect that they are going to tell you no. And I realized, yeah, this is kind of ironic, <laughs> but you know, I guess comes with the territory, right? I'm not there yet, so.
1: Yeah, indeed. <laughs> well, I, I think I always look at it as just like, you know, like, uh, it's like different phase of your life. I, I, The only way that I can think of it as well from my own life is like when I turn um, t- from 29 to 30, my mind shifts. Uh, My mind becomes a little bit more tr- more mature in that sense. From 39 to 40, I just turned 40 um, in April. So all of a sudden, oh. it's just a shift in mindset. And I think it's just a case of embracing where you are and seeing what happens. And I, I actually think it's exciting. And I think for us, um, I think there's so much for us to look forward to. And for you as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Because you can go to team parks, you know, with your mm-hmm. little one. I, just, I actually look
2: forward to it's and it's a, like a whole new musical genre that you'll be exposed to, you know, like, you Know, amazing, <laughs> um, yeah, amazing yeah, things like baby, baby shark. Baby shark um, um, what else? Bli- Blippy, Blippi, watch oh, out for Blippy, Blippi, yes. Uh, watch out for oh Blippi. no, he's very cute, actually. He's like, okay, yeah, Blippy, he's
1: like, hot yeah. mum, mum, yes. mums get really like, Ooh, it's Blippy,
2: yeah, yeah. Blippy without the costume looks really good, actually. Oh, he's like a hot guy, he's
1: like Isn't a hot guy, really hot guy behind oh, okay. a, a children's yeah, suit. Yeah, so, so check Blippy out, check,
2: check Blippy out. Okay, yeah, he's got what's <laughs> his what's the name of his Instagram. Instagram. Steven
1: I can't remember Steven
2: something anyways like yeah he's uh is like he, Sienna loves Blippi and Mommy loves Blippi too yeah well, well, there you go <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like the music the music's pretty awful i uh, yeah, I don't like we're lucky. she's not yet uh hooked to, to like things like frozen and all that kind yeah. of stuff, so
1: I mean, for you, um where you are right now when little baby comes, your focus, and I think that's why we kind of scheduled this chat because once yeah he's out. <laughs>
0: life will never be the same again right
1: indeed i think in in in, in a lot of good ways it gets
2: and it gets back to some normalcy at some point you know like you know like if a big a big part of you is training and you know like you're eventually going to quickly quickly get back to you to that because it's a big part of you and you know like right. I really for me I really don't believe in letting a big part of you go except if that's what you want but uh you know mm-hmm. like that's what makes you you and yeah absolutely right. yeah
0: Oh, yeah. No, I definitely plan to. I'm hoping he's a good baby because I will be showing up at the gym and plopping him in the corner in his car seat and getting a workout in or lunging and squatting with him strapped to my chest. And, yeah, hopefully I can do that anyway. That's the plan.
1: I'm sure you will. (laughs) I mean, it really really comes down to to your own way of parenting because I think um, we believe that life shouldn't stop life should just Mm -hmm. continue where you were before i think when when uh sienna was first born we used to take we used because we got emily was for nine months she didn't drink any any alcohol or anything like that and then Mm -hmm. towards the end um i think first couple of months after we just wanted to go out for a drink and there sienna was in a little pram pram while we're having a beer having a beer and And i think we kind of shot ourselves in the foot with that one because we just kind of included her with every single thing that we did, so much yes. so that she's just, compared to my other friends who were, all right, I got to stay at home, I need to put my kid to bed at 8, and, and having have all this routine and the structure. Routine and structure. I was just like, no, I'm just going to for beer. You know, I'm just, yeah. just mm-hmm. going to go out. But these same parents now can go out, because their baby sleeps at 8, and right. Sienna sleeps at 10.30 to 11. So... Mm.
0: And she's probably a lot more sociable too, right? And and very well behaved in public settings. For real, I think she's very sociable. She's very very open.
2: She, yeah. So you've got, yeah. I think I think we got the child that we We deserved or whatever. That that was (laughs) that was force. Yeah, Yeah. the the
1: crane came over and flew and dropped that (laughs) child child on our doorstep and we got the child that we both really want i mean i've always wanted a little girl like for me uh, since i i never thought i never thought that i'd be a dad and i never thought that i wanted to be a dad for 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 that sake but but once i met emily it just you know it just kind of things just kind of panned out the way it did and and naturally i just always wanted daddy's little girl and and i was so (laughs) blessed blessed to have have her we were chatting earlier about when we met, two thousand and thirteen, well, met ish on online, online, internet, in in internet. I love it, internet. I'm gonna start <laughs> using that internet. And and you were, you had your pro card. You 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 were this plant built vegan fitness um, bikini athlete and everything. And of course, coming from that kind of fitness and still being in that. Kind of mindset i would say training clients how has your body image changed through the years because i i and, and for me as an ex-bodybuilder i i hated it i mean that's why i <laughs> left after a while i just hated it i really really hated it and that's why i love what i do calisthenics and crossfit and stuff like that and i was a victim of my own body dysmorphia but how has your um vision of yourself changed through the years and how do you kind of maintain a kind of balanced perspective even with your clients and coaching them with i'm sure there's some clients out there that have um, poor body image issues
0: well it's funny because I, i totally relate to the whole body dysmorphia thing and and uh yeah it's hard when you spend so many years being a certain size and being identified as looking a certain way and then uh you know say you're not Eat living off of asparagus and tofu six meals a day, and you decide to include a little bit of cereal in the mix and and some peanut butter and and look like a normal still healthy fit person um and then you always compare yourself to how you looked on stage or for that photo shoot and I think uh when we did the summit, you know I talked about this then too that we're always like, there's, we're never good enough. You know, it's always striving to be better and, and that's good. in in some ways, but it can be really detrimental to your body image in a lot of ways as well. And I have to kind of credit the pregnancy in a sense, because suddenly, you know, those images of me in the off season or when I haven't competed in a few years of, of just being a healthy, fit, normal person, I remember, you know, doing a protest one one time and them saying, oh, can you take your shirt off? And we get a photo of you flexing your abs, holding up this, you know, no bacon sign or whatever. And I remember being horrified, like, oh, no, I'm not competition lean. I don't want a photo of me. And uh, I came across this photo the other day since now i'm nine months pregnant mm-hmm. and i was like you know what damn my abs looked good there yeah. I, I looked amazing and so it just goes to show that no matter what you know there's never an ending to that when i lose five pounds yep. then I'll i'll feel confident and sexy and you know it does not matter and even the day i won my pro card i remember looking in the mirror before of course the actual Competition and going, oh, you know, my butt is still a little jiggly. There's still some cellulite there. Oh, you know, like I can pinch this fat right here. And then, of course, I ended up winning the overall title. And for that night, I was like, yeah, I'm the hottest chick in the world. <laughs> and then went and ate a giant plate of pasta, had some drinks, and then had a photo shoot the next morning. And that whole time at the photo shoot, being like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I eat that pasta? you know, like now I'm all soft and, and I've lost all of that progress and, and it's just, it's so sick and twisted and, and it, And it's kind of funny, too, because with the pregnancy, it's like I have body dysmorphia, but in a different way. Like, I will get ready in the morning and be like, yeah, I don't even think I look that pregnant today. (laughs) And then I'll, I'll go out and someone will be like, oh, how far along are you? And I'm like, damn it, I guess I do look pregnant. So it's like the opposite of the normal me is like, oh, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. And actually, I look fantastic. And then the pregnant me. Seems to think I don't look pregnant at all. But <laughs> so, you know, it's I, I think it just boils down to just be kind and gentle to yourself wherever you are at today. Don't time travel, you know, just focus on being healthy, fueling your body with healthy foods. And what I tell all of my clients who deeply struggle with poor body image is, you know, like you can't stay stuck in that mentality because there's no way to enjoy where you're at. Like embrace the grind, embrace the journey and just take it one day at a time and celebrate the small little victories instead of, you know, being so set on weighing what you weighed in high school. Like how about let's just feel good in a pair of shorts this summer, you know, let's start there. And yeah, I think Instagram and You know, today, nowadays, I'm sure being, you know, parents to a little girl, it's terrifying when you think of it, right? And and actually, the podcast I just released yesterday was all about social media addiction and digital minimalism becoming like a new thing. And the, the stats that I came across were terrifying about, you know, there's like, Uh, The amount of depression and anxiety that is affecting teenagers today who spend a a lot of time on their cell phones. And why do you think that is? Because they are constantly bombarded with images of perfect, you know, photoshopped and airbrushed fitness models and whatnot. Like when Emily and I were in high school, all we had to look at was Magazines. like, you know, exactly. Right. Whereas nowadays, like they just they're posting selfies and feeling judged, you know, and then it's like a dopamine hit like we're you know, the, what is it? Social media is the new smoking, as as uh, Bill Maher put it, right? It's an addiction, and we're getting off and feeding off of the likes and the shares and the comments, and you know, God knows what it's going to be like in five years from now for our kids and.
1: Indeed, it's scary. And I think as parents, it's it's also like I always say, like for us, I'm I'm really trying to put boundaries because I myself I find I catch myself just some sometimes, sometimes just mindlessly scrolling, and and that's why I've really I'm really trying to set boundaries like by 8 p.m. airplane mode, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. and at one point we actually had our phones as alarm clocks next to us, and that's the worst thing that you can do. So. I bought.
0: I these. still do that. Oh. <laughs> no, judgment. Know,
1: know. no judgment. <laughs> no
2: judgment. Oh, it no. took me. It, honestly, I'm. I'm still. I'm still feeling it. But like, he, he bought this Philips alarm clock, and I just find it so not user friendly. I try. I'm trying to it like. It is
1: user friendly. No, <laughs>
2: it's like a, any Philips. Uh, um, no, our, our rice cooker is a Philips is so not user friendly. I just like. I, yeah. yeah.
1: But but this this particular alarm clock. I spend like 100 buck 100 USD on the on, on an alarm clock because it's I mean other wow. than the fact that it's Philips but what it basically does is um it wakes you up with a glowing light like the sunlight so it gets brighter and brighter and brighter oh, until it gets cool. really bright and then the sound that comes on it's birds chirping oh. so you wake up to
0: instead so of planning, working with the yeah the circadian rhythm exactly. that's awesome so, yes. so so we
1: put our phones because we we have a lot, we put our phones downstairs um but yeah i agree with you not just i mean from a guy's point of view as well i mean when you look at the guys that have millions of followers jack jack like crazy obviously i mean i guess if you want to see if that's what you what floats you i mean they look good aesthetically mm-hmm. but really i mean we we it's almost like a disconnect between what's looking, aesthetics, fitness, and health. Social media is just not real. But the mm-hmm. thing is that it it really capitalizes on our evolution of validation, dopamine hits. Totally. It's just like um, hyper-palatable foods as well and get the most amount of calories in the shortest amount of time and just feel good.
2: But then at the same time, you can choose your feed. Uh, for exactly. me, like I do not, maybe because I'm an ultra runner. So I mean, I follow only like the... The only accounts that I choose to follow and see, I mean, uh, like, I don't have any, like, you know, like, I haven't followed any fitness models apart from you, uh, uh, like, a, in a long time, yes. Because uh, mm-hmm. And I follow mostly, like, ultra runners, marathon runners who are mothers who have, like, you know, even if they're super fit, they still have, like, mother bodies or, and they have... Um, mother problems and yeah you, you can you can choose who you follow I follow a, a bunch of, of women who uh, do fitness and everything but they're modest so you know like they dress in mm-hmm. longer things I'm not modest myself but I think it's great that you know it's other um, other examples that I follow and I just I, I, I just diversify um, the, the, mm-hmm. the the people that I follow not just like some one type of body and everything so for me that has helped tremendously um, yep. Yeah,
0: agreed. I do the same thing. I, I always say like, what before I post something, is this something my father would be proud of me to, to, you know, come across? And then with, with who I follow, it's like, can I genuinely learn something from this person? Or would I genuinely be friends with this person in real life? And if I can't answer those questions positively, then I don't follow them. Because yeah, if it, if so, staring at someone's perfect body is going to make me feel bad about myself then you know what is the point like if i'm not learning anything from them other than how to feel like shit about myself (laughs) then you know get that off your feed for sure
1: i i personally don't follow i know of a lot of guys that follow this female models and wearing thongs wearing next to nothing Mm -hmm. and getting like hundreds and thousands of followers and i think of it as a dad i mean um like if that was my daughter, like,
2: and she realizes all you follow like-
1: exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: It's the new version of uh, a child finding his play, his dad's Playboy collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, I feel sorry as well. A lot of these girls really want to be, want to feel accepted, but. I feel like by posting all these things and getting that dopamine hit of likes and follows and comments and stuff like that it's not for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean they they might think that oh wow they really like my 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 caption they really like who I am but really it's just your bum.
0: Totally. And you know what's funny is I've had like I I'm sure if I wanted to start posting all kinds of photos of my ass well maybe not when I'm 9 months pregnant but oh, I um, would be surprised. <laughs> Actually, sadly enough, I lost a lot of followers on Instagram when I started sharing that I was pregnant which at first wow. was, was, I was like, okay, is it all the creepy dudes that were following me? Like, Or, you know, maybe it's just as I'm evolving as, you know, moving away from being a, a bikini competitor to fit mom, single mom, you know, work-life balance, then maybe my followers are going to change as well.
1: Yeah, I just think that what you just say is just so fascinating, isn't it? you suddenly want to be truthful and you want to be authentic and all of a sudden when you do make that decision, you do a post, you just lose like say 50 followers and you start judging yourself like, have I done something wrong? And I just think that that whole concept is just so warped, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I've posted things before where I'll get all kinds of comments like, I just unfollowed you because I don't like this. And it's like, oh, that's great to know that you think I care, random stranger. Like, I'm not following you, but if you enjoy what I post, great, because this is my page and I'm going to post what I like and what Makes me feel good and whether you like it or not really doesn't matter to me one way or another.
1: Looking back as well, I remember when um, Emily and I did our very first competition together as... Um, uh, my, my,
2: my only competition, <laughs> one and only
1: fitness model competition
2: was that with the plant build team no I did not like I was supposed to when we when we went to Texas but I was already running and I was just like there's no way I'm dieting and right. I loved running too much and I you know I'd already done a couple of ultras and I like I am not dieting and compromising everything just for that like I I really disliked
0: it um, so, and running yeah, an ultra doing... marathon—that sounds like far worse <laughs> torture than bodybuilding <laughs> prep to me. <laughs> yeah,
2: and for yeah, for me it was like yeah, the opposite. I just thought. I had to drag myself. I remember, like people always tell me, like, oh, you're so you're so disciplined. You know, you wake up early, go running, whatever. And because I love it, but for me, going to the gym and like I was just like a lot of time. I was just like, Ugh, like I needed to wake up early for cardio, right. whatever. Like on a machine, I was just like, oh, don't like it. <laughs> and it's just and I mean, like in the random diet that I was put on, like. I was, I didn't even look good, like, honestly, like, and, and I had problem with the water, like, cause we tried like water manipulation and it mm-hmm. really did not work for me. Mm-hmm. And, but still I was on such low calorie that I didn't have a period for like a year or something like that. It's just, it's just, it was
0: just not working for me. That actually makes me think of something that we should talk about where, and I'm sure as, if you guys are, are still coaching people as well, how often you hear from people saying, "Oh, I want to look like I compete but not actually compete." And I get that all the time and it's like, "Okay, I don't think you realize that all of the things that come along with getting stage ready and same with me, Emily. I would lose my period for 6 months before a show and, you know, you are not feeling optimal and that's what, you know, being healthy and fit should be all about. It should all come down to what makes you feel optimal and your absolute best and at the end of a prep for a competition i guarantee you are not feeling that
1: yeah it's it's far far from it i remember um i mean competing as an omnivore versus competing as a big vegan definitely i felt a lot healthier competing mm-hmm. as a vegan but i remember when i was competing with you guys um bodybuilding at, with plant built, and then subsequently uh, i remember when i was with the the bodybuilding guys and looking at a crossfitters like eating all that <laughs> Dark.
0: Or the power lifters and all their. Yeah, and
1: donuts. the power <laughs> is like loading up. We're
0: gagging back asparagus spears while they're shoveling <laughs> donuts.
1: Exactly. And, and exactly. We're, we're having like the um, Beyond Chicken at the back when it's all dry <laughs> and we, we don't actually have any water. And we're just like. <laughs> it's almost like yeah. dark days. And then subsequently, when I competed again as a CrossFitter and I was there with um all the CrossFitters. With Ricky and all of them, just oh, let's go to the donut shop, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just it was just so awesome. And I think it's you know when when you're you're focused on on training and going to the gym because you love it and because you want to improve your performance. I think you uh, you create a much better relationship with training versus training to get lean.
2: Mm-hmm, for sure. I mean, I I think there's... Uh, uh, I'm not going to judge the whole sport in general because, you know, whatever floats your boat. I, I know that there's some people who are truly yeah. like... Okay. I find that Danny and Giacomo are like... Yeah, truly, yeah I, I agree. Mm, truly loving the sport and uh, like I, really... I also-
1: Think of another person, um, Christy Cavalho. Yeah. Yes. He has a very, very healthy yes. relationship yes. with yep. competition. And and I guess I, I speak from my point of view. I'm not trying to judge everyone else. That was my experience. Right. And I think it was probably my my own insecurities, I would say. Mm-hmm. But all kudos to people yeah. who, who really do well and have a healthy relationship mm-hmm. with competition and really know how to kind of get themselves Back into normality, yeah. and then go back down and go back up, but still maintain a healthy relationship with food yep. and themselves. Oh
0: yeah, and I think I was just gonna say you can absolutely c- compete in a healthy way, and I've done it, and I've coached many others who've done it. But I, what I always say is. If you already had have had a disordered eating background or you come into this sport as a very insecure person with very poor body image thinking that this is the sport, That's going to suddenly make you the most confident person in the world no that is very far from the truth like if anything it's going to uh, make those problems all so much worse so i think it's it's you just have to be mentally strong and and go into it yes you can be have a competitive mindset but but know that with a sport like this it's so subjective you know it's not like a, a race where there is a definitive finish line you know and the winner is obvious this There's so many factors that determine who the winner is, and and half of them don't make any sense at all. And you just have to accept that, you know what, I'm doing this to challenge myself, have fun, see what my body is capable of, see how I can push my body to its limits, and, you know, go into it like that.
1: I I totally agree. It's about having a very specific goal because, like, you know, for, for a tennis player who plays tennis for all his life, what's the best? What's the next thing? Well, compete in tennis mm-hmm. and for a bodybuilder a person who j- trains in the gym all his life like I want to get big I want to get lean what is the next goal mm-hmm. well competing a- and I think it really comes back down to your relationship with the sport uh, and it- it's definitely not for everyone and I agree with you about uh, having that perspective of you know um, if you have a-, a pre-existing body dysmorphia issue it's just going to compound even more when you go down this path because Mm -hmm. i remember and hence my hanging up my posing trunks and for a guy you know for a guy you you normally think of body dysmorphia with with girls and Mm -hmm. females and having that emotional like i hate how i look i don't like where my 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 tummy sits but like for me i think it happens with guys as well it's bigger actually yeah yeah, bigger Rex, Yeah, I'm not big enough. Um, not lean it's enough. Not lean up. enough. Like what you said earlier. When when I look back at my comp pictures and and even just a few weeks after and be, like when say take off your shirt. So I, no, I'm I'm not ready. But when I look back at that time,
0: <laughs> I looked alright. Yeah, you're like you know? I wish and, I and... looked like that now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: For you as well, you you love training for training's sake.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like that, it's funny. People always ask, you know, what is what are your best self-care tips? And for <laughs> me, it is being in the gym. That is the time. Like, I don't bring my phone with me. I have my tiny little iPod nano with like the heaviest death metal imaginable on it. (laughs) Love it. And like, I go in there, I don't train with anyone else. That is my meditation. And I, and you know, like I said, I'm, you know, third, almost 39 weeks pregnant. And as soon as we're off this call, I'm going to go to the gym and, and do a heavy, heavy bench pressing day. And, you know, it's that, that nothing makes me happier. That is my, my happy place. So
1: I love it. Love it. What can you share or what can you say to women out there who are probably struggling with their own body image? I know you say it a lot, but maybe kind of words of inspiration to say, you know, it's okay, you know, to be comfortable in your own skin and even guys for that matter to to just do what they love and, and do it for love rather than an end and very specific goal, whether it's weight, whether it's body fat percentage?
0: Um, I would say that, you know, absolutely make your health and fitness a priority. Um, You know, eat, eat well, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to follow a, a pretty strict diet plan, but you have to find some way to enjoy it. So if, you know, you're absolutely hating everything you're eating, then that is gonna send you off onto a healthy, an unhealthy path where you're probably going to end up doing the whole binge and restrict yo-yo diet roller coaster ride. Um, and something that I always tell my own clients is Focus more on self-discovery, less on self-improvement. So, you know, believe in yourself that absolutely you can, you know, lift as much weight as you make your goal to be and absolutely believe that you can lose 10 or 20 pounds and you can do it but keep your expectations low, you know, and just focus on what am I learning rather than the end goal. And it's going to be a lot more enjoyable of a process if you can do it that way.
1: While we're here, I mean, you're you're a few days away from pregnancy. What can you share in terms of women who are trying to find love out there?
0: If you read the blog post that um, I my pouring my heart out about the whole situation, it was basically, you know, my parents have been happily married for 46 years. And they're the very traditional uh, family dynamic picket white fence life. And of course, I grew up in a very happy household. I wanted that too for myself. And so my this whole time I've been holding out for that. When is this Prince Charming going to come along and we'll get married and buy a house and have children and follow all the steps pr- properly and boom didn't work out that way. And so that was sort of the thing that I had to deal with and accept that, you know, their family dynamics come in all different packages, and one is not necessarily better than the other. And instead of searching for you know this man of my dreams oh. i think he's coming in a few days he's just going to be a lot smaller than i expected so
1: sweet samantha and and <laughs> we can't wait to meet him and i can't <laughs> wait for sienna to meet him one day when we travel that way
0: yeah
2: yeah when are you guys coming back to canada eh? uh, we're going in uh september
1: september <laughs> yeah so so so, oh, September, nice. that's uh, oh, perfect. That is okay. what, what is that? Not autumn. Very cool? autumn. autumn, yeah, I'll just get yeah. my seasons mixed up, yeah, yeah, <laughs> autumn. So, I think we're gonna be in New York and then we're going to be <laughs> in
2: Montreal or Montreal, Montreal New York, because we, we have a wedding in New York at the end of uh, of September. So, obviously, like, I cannot oh, go nice. to New York without going to Montreal.
1: All the best for um the
0: c-section the, the
1: c-section Thanks. tuesday uh, have you have you got a name for him yet? Or oh, you don't want to share that's fine if you don't want to share
0: no you know what i'm struggling so hard with the name i feel like i need to see his little face
2: and was that was that
0: the same as you guys are you new we we,
2: we decided on Sienna, but I was like, I don't want to name her. I, I find it really funny when people are like, oh, uh, whatever, like uh, X is moving. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just to me, I, I wanted to see her because my parents did the same. They called me Mary Lou when I was, when my mom was pregnant. But then oh, when I was so born. you're so not a Mary Lou. Yeah, that's what my mom was <laughs> like. My mom was like imagining like a really dark Hair girl because my mom has is, is got black hair so she thought I would be like her whatever and I came out like mousy brown and then she was like <laughs> no that's not no so right. then we decided on Emily but yeah like same thing like I was like if she comes out and she looks like a Sienna to me like yeah we'll name her Sienna but yeah I, Act- I didn't want to make it yeah
0: and actually Lucas has been one of one of the uh the final choices but you know what all boys names suck girls, there's so many cute and pretty ones. So I don't feel bad for any, any parents of little girls, because I could hammer off like 30 names that I would love. Whereas boys, it's like, so I'm kind of it's between Harrison. And yeah, and Lucas and Charlie, I even had someone do the pendulum, uh, you know, spiritual procedure where they rub the pendulum over my belly. And what what name do you want to be young baby? And it, yeah, it, it's a real struggle. So I don't know. It'll be a surprise, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll know. You'll the moment he pops out, you'll be like, okay, that's
0: he's a Leonard.
1: <laughs> he's a Leonard, exactly. He's a Jack. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, but all the best. Um, lovely, lovely seeing you. Lovely chatting with you, and and great to see that you're well and you're glowing as well. Uh and and I know I know you've got a lot of support around you. Um, but we we you know we we are here for support as well. We're in the same we're on the same page, we're just a little <laughs> bit
2: further ahead.
0: We're, we're still trying yeah. to figure we're, that out. We're, <laughs> yes. we're finding out our feet,
1: so. But, uh, well, but, yeah. thank you
0: guys. I love you and you've you've been good friends for many years now, and I wish you all the best too, and thank you so much.
1: Thank you.